0: everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host Gormy. I'm glad to have you all with me here. It is New Year's Day and I am recording at the Nitro Bar actually. You may hear some noise in the background, but hey, we're going to deal with it. Today I'm going to do a quick reflection on 2019. That was the birth of the podcast and want to just kind of take some lessons away from the 40... One, well, there's, I've got 43 episodes recorded, but 41 that you've heard. And just kind of some of the, some of the cream that's, that's risen to the top of all the different interviews with the dudes that I've talked to over this past half a year or so that we've been in business. So hope you'll sit back, enjoy it, and then I have a nice surprise for you at the end of the episode as well. So we're gonna dive right in. I've got 10 lessons that I've taken away from what I, the discussions I've had this year, and we'll get right into them. The first lesson um, is that, you know, while we're all fat guys, we get fat for different reasons, I, I think. It's fascinating to me when I talk to different people about hearing where their food issues develop. Um, do they even have food issues? Or, or were they someone who, you know, did they identify as a food addict? Or are they someone that, you know, ate out of boredom? Are they someone that, you know, ate for other reasons? Like there's a lot of different ways we all end up in the same similar spot. And I think that's important to think about also how we get out of that spot and how we make changes because not all the same changes are needed by everyone, but also not all the same tools work in the same way. So just think about that. You know, at the end of the day, um, there's some real bio-individuality to how we all end up as candidates for the FACI Forum. Number two, I would say, uh, one of the things I, I also picked up on was we we all carry our weight differently like i, I mean phys- literally and metaphorically uh, there are some people that you know it, it was a huge impact on their life to be over 200 pounds overweight and there were some people who accepted that as their normal and it wasn't until a health crisis occurred that they decided it was time to make a change uh, for some of us it was a burden we dealt with you know through bullying in childhood and for others um they were popular and on sports teams and didn't really see the effects until they got older so think about the fact that the numbers can be exactly the same but at the end of the day there still is some uniqueness to how we all carry it and speaking of of uniqueness um i'm sorry (laughs) i want to actually speak about similarity for the third lesson of the year and that's whether uh, because i have talked to dudes of all shapes and sizes and had all different lengths of journeys and all different points of their journeys and one of the things i learned is that whether someone had to lose 20 pounds or 200 pounds or more their their challenges and their level of challenge could be the same Um, perspective is different of course and the impact can be different but making the changes needed can be just as challenging so think about that i think sometimes Especially when I talk to guys that have a lot of weight to lose, they worry that their challenges are going to be too much because someone who only has 20 pounds to lose could do it in a month. Um, it's, it's at the end of the day, we're all moving our own mountains and realize that your mountain being different from someone else's doesn't doesn't make your challenges any better or any worse. It just means that we all have challenges. And think that that also brings perspective when people talk about what they went through and how you hear what they talk about when they went through. So just that's something to ponder. One of the big takeaways, uh, really big one, uh, over the past year from almost every discussion I had was that no one can help us until we're ready to change. I know this is very true in my life. Uh, I was the king of telling people that everything was fine. But until you're ready to hear that those hands are, are being reached out to you and that people are there to support you, it might not be possible for you to sit down and actually make changes. So know that it's okay, but also think about that when it comes to helping other people. And you've got, you know, men, women, other people in your life dealing with the same challenges that you went through in your perspective, but they're not ready to deal with them. I I was actually talking to someone on Instagram yesterday. Um, They themselves have have battled with a weight issue. And they have a brother that deals with a severe weight issue, who is probably upwards of 500 pounds. And they're seeing it impact his life in many, many ways. But the discussions they've tried to have with him have not been productive. Um, if he's not ready to make those changes, you're not going to be able to force that on someone. We don't, we don't live in a world where we can force our own beliefs and um, decisions on other people, which is a good thing. But it also can be frustrating and hard and heartbreaking and challenging and... I think it comes back to that stoic idea that we can only control ourselves and how we react to situations. So think about the situation and how do you want to react to it? Do you want to be, you know, are you at a point where you've reached out so many times that you have to turn away for your own health? Or do you realize that, you know, just keeping your hand extended and open isn't really a taxing taxing cost to you and you'll be there when that person is ready for you. I really think that that is the best way to help someone is to just let them know that you're there. And even if you express it and they don't like the way you express it, you know, just know that you've done it, you've done your part and there's nothing else you can do. So just, you know, I I hope that makes some sense to people. At the middle of the list, um, I I wrote, we use the tools that we need. You know, clearly keto is a big part of my journey and going low carb and even looking at ingredient sourcing and getting into the paleo world has been a big part of it. But for others, um, if it fits your macros or weight loss surgery or Weight Watchers or veganism, um, vegetarian diets, you know, just counting calories, whatever they had to do is what they had to do. Think about the fact that we fall in love with the tools that work for us and we sometimes become zealots about it. And I think it's really important to realize that even if you know, that almost everyone could benefit from your way of eating and your lifestyle, um, you shouldn't be forcing that on other people. You should let them find the tool that's gonna work for them in the end because it is about building a sustainable life and we cannot build sustainability if it's not something that we choose for ourselves and, and actually put into action ourselves. So be okay with people making different choices than you. Just a, a nice... That was a lesson I know that I've had to learn myself over the year. And I think a, a lot of people that listen to the podcast expect me to go hard on keto with guests that aren't keto. And that's I don't feel like that's my place. I, I don't think it is. Which kind of leads me to the next lesson. and I, I, One of the things that I think is really incredible sitting back and looking at this great group of, of guys that I've talked to over this past year. You know, everyone, the Fantastic Four, um, Matt Vincent, uh, Cam, Gary, you know, so many of you that I can go into, Sean and, and Steve and just everyone. Um, it is this commonality of, of weight, of fat that brings us together. And as much as I think there's there's points that all of us would say we wish that we never had to experience some of these challenges in our lives, um, We they would have never brought us into each other's lives if, if that hadn't happened. You know, if we hadn't made these choices and gone down these roads. So I I think there's something poetic to that that I just really wanted to make sure um, that I get out there. And speaking of things bringing us together, number seven on the list. Uh, really number seven. Uh, I know we're moving through this fast and I'm kind of glad this will be a quick episode because I want it to be something that you can listen to digest. I'm going to have some thoughts on the end about the new year. This right now we're just talking about lessons from the past year on the podcast but we'll get into that but don't worry I'm not going to ramble for a couple hours today. Um, fat guy issues are human issues and what do I mean by that um, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are not fat guys uh, they're not guys at all. Uh, we have a lot of women that listen to the, the podcast <laughs> and tell me they, they take lessons away and they learn from your journeys and I think your perspectives also help them interact with the men in their lives that deal with these challenges. Um, so realize at the end of the day that while this is the Fat Guy Forum uh, there, there are some you know commonalities and and some common messages that are applicable to everyone so share the podcast with all your friends you know men women you know however someone is um share it with them because i think there's things that they can learn from everyone's stories and speaking of what we've learned from your stories i think you know kind of cream cream of the crop um is really um Success comes from consistency. And I've said that before, like what is my number one tip to people, be consistent. But I think it's not just advice, it's a lesson because if you look at every person on this podcast, majority of them have tried to lose weight before to varying degrees of success. And then finally did hit a point where they were successful. And it was because they didn't give up because they remained consistent. They found the tools that work for them and they applied them consistently. I think that's the thing that you see like, Guys, I've seen people have amazing success with weight loss surgery like like John Arpino and I've also seen people that you know had weight loss surgery did not succeed and had to find another tool that worked for them and a lot of times the, the lack of success comes from not applying that rule of consistency to the immediate you know recovery period and the, the immediate rebuilding phases uh, someone who attempts keto and um, goes on and off and on and off and on and off is going to find that their their success is is not um, is not great because you're not using your tools properly and you're not applying them consistently. You're not making the same decisions every day, and that really is uh, one of the most important lessons I think. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, "How do you get started?" It's new year, new you time for everyone out there, and you're thinking, "What do I what do I do? What do I take away from this?" And that really, to me, is the number one. You know, lesson for success is be consistent. Whatever road you choose, be consistent. Give yourself time. If you're trying something new, give it 30 days, give it 60 days, wait and see how you actually respond and react to those changes before you reactionarily stop or make more changes. Um, give yourself some time to see that consistency in action and I think you'll be surprised. Um, on the more lighter side of things, one of the, one of the things I think I've learned through um, all of these episodes is, um, as, as much as we have similar stories and hit similar weights and all of that, uh, it's still possible for fat guys to freak each other out um, or gross each other out is a better way to put it. I think that's what Miles would probably say uh, when it comes to our food behaviors and our eating behaviors and how we, you know, handled ourselves and approached life and approached those different challenges. Like, and I, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good lesson because it's... One, it allows you to realize that you know, as, as odd as we all think we, we are, uh, there's always something odd around there and you know that makes you feel good to know that you're not alone in that, that insanity, I think. Um, it's something I was actually talking with Miles about yesterday, that it, there are times we talk about the different stages of our journeys and where we're at and how we disagree on things, but it's good to have people that you can connect with and have some commonality with, commonality of experience so that you can you know share those those deep dark insane parts of yourself um and find feedback and support and a way to help you strategize moving forward so realize that it's okay uh, to share share the things that you're not sure you should be sharing you know i think i'm the king of that especially when it comes to a lot of my before pictures that i put out there for you that i created for instagram um, a lot of times, people are like, "I could never do that." You know, I, I, I would never even got in front of a camera when I was 500 pounds. Um, you know, some of us, some of us were a little more willing to share the the the, the underside, the underbelly, the dark underbelly of our lives uh, than others. But learn from those people and realize that you know, if you get if you're made dis- uncomfortable by something someone says, uh, look at why and what can you learn from that moment. That's a good thing to think about. And then that brings us to the 10th lesson that I wanted to say that I learned over doing this podcast um, in 2019, getting it started. One, it was one of my goals to get the podcast started started in 2019, like I really needed to. Um, it's been kind of percolating for me for a long time and I was happy to finally see it launch. I'm happy to end the year with over 40 episodes out there for you. I'm excited to see what comes in 2020. But I think the overall number one lesson of these 41 episodes is sharing our stories is important sharing your story is important Uh, i've reached out to several gentlemen over the past couple months to say you know i I think your story is fascinating and it would be great for you to come on the podcast and the response i get sometimes is well i don't think my story is that interesting or i don't have a lot to say or i don't think i don't think it's something i could tell Uh, and i I challenge people to think about that you know to reflect on, on the fact that we all learn different lessons from our stories so we can, um, what's the best way to put this? Like, you never know when you're going to hit with someone. You never know when it's going to actually going to resonate. And also, uh, I know I've had several guys on the show that have never been on podcast before, which I love. Uh, it's their first time actually opening up and telling their stories. And we end the discussions, and they say, you know, I, I thought about things today that I never thought about before. Think about telling your story as a tool to help you first. Think about it's a way for you to get, some, get outside of your own head, get it all out into the world and make make what's happened to you real in a way that you're able to analyze, dissect, and, and plan to see what changes you might still need to make or learn what lessons you still need to learn. So I'm gonna encourage you to keep sharing your stories. So if you're someone out there who feels like, yes, you wanna share your story on my podcast, reach out to me. You can always DM me on Instagram at gorme underscore goes underscore keto, or you can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com and just say, hey, you know what? I'd like to have a discussion with you. Um, I've got a list of people that I still have to get to, but I will get you on that list, I promise, um, and we'll make it happen. So continue to share your stories, my friends, because it's really important. I love seeing them all the time, you know, on Instagram and Twitter, even Facebook. Um, There's a lot of different channels out there now for us to keep sharing, so... Um, I just want to encourage you to keep doing it. So those are my lessons from 2019. Um, I, I, we're, we're sitting here on the first of the new year and the whole year of possibility is ahead of us. And I, I know that there's a lot of people talking about the arbitrariness of saying, you know, you're going to make changes on the, the new year or you're going to reflect or you're going to look forward because it's just a date on a calendar and that's true. Oh, yeah but i think there can be something powerful about milestones and if you need to set some milestones you know down for yourself today do it if this is a great week for you to launch some new goals and launch new habits you want to work on work to make those changes but try to keep them in focus and don't get so overwhelmed that you know a weekend you give up um, i want to, i want you to think about doing things that are achievable because like i always say you're amazing people um, i do want to you know what i was thinking would be a good way the I said there was a surprise at the end of this episode. One of the things I decided to do was to reach out, you know, very quickly, last minute to several of the guys that have been on the podcast before, and I asked them a question. I, I said to them, um, what is one of your successes from 2019? What is one of your failures from 2019? And how will that, you know, affect what you're going to do heading into 2020? So I thought I would answer that first, and then I'll turn you over to those guys. There's no fact I five today. I figured instead we'll hear from some past guests. So for me, uh, one of my successes in 2019 clearly is um, hitting the end of my weight loss journey, um, transitioning into maintenance, you know, making that, that change and decision, that, that well-measured decision that my body was at a point where I'm ready to, to move out of that, that mode of dieting and weight loss and move into building a sustainable life. So I'm very excited about that. One of my failures of 2019? It's so hard, I think, to look at that side of ourselves, but it's important. So for me, I think one of my failures of 2019, as often as you see me get up and go to the gym, you know, 4, 4.30 in the morning, I'm there, I'm doing work a couple days a week. I still have days where I just decide to turn my alarm off and go back to bed. Uh, my consistency with the gym waxes and wanes at times and has not been, you know, a great consistent through line throughout the year. And I feel like a lot of my new goals are related to the work I do at the gym. So I want to get my workouts in line. I want to challenge myself. So going into 2020, I'm going to do something that I've been afraid of doing. Um, I am going to tackle um, Andy Frisella's 75 Hard. If you don't know what that is, Google is your friend. Uh, but 75 Hard, a part of it is, is daily workouts. And so building a daily workout habit... Um, And don't worry, it's not something where it's gonna be, I'm gonna overtax my muscles and go insane. I've done daily workouts before, I know how to structure them so that I'm challenging myself, but I'm also working on building consistency of habit. And that's what I think this is about. It also involves reading and water intake and staying with your diet for 75 days. It is, you know, there's all kinds of challenges out there at this time of year, you know. They're all at the end of the day arbitrary, but if they give you a good focus point and a way to kind of drive yourself forward, I, I think they can be great tools. And the important thing to realize is um, if you don't succeed at the exact parameters of the challenge, you know, follow the rules of your challenge to do, you know, to claim your success. But realize if you still get good takeaways from your action and you realize you need to change course midstream, that's also okay. For me, I'll be diving into the next 75 days doing two workouts a day, 45 minute workouts. One will be outside. Um, Outside stuff will mostly likely be walking. I do live in New England. There will be snow. Uh, and I will have to deal with that some days and that's always been the fear that's kept me away from doing this challenge when I first heard about it you know I think it was two years ago that Andy first put it out there I thought well I want to do this and then I immediately went to that place of oh it's gonna snow when this happens and how will I handle that and I don't handle that well Um, and I let fear dictate you know whether I did it or not so now you know this isn't about me Wanting to up my weight loss or make a big physical transformation during these 75 days. It's about wanting to tackle the mental challenge of the fear and also build the consistency that I really feel like I, I'm missing. Like the one, you know, it, it, there are a lot of facets to our journeys and sometimes we work on some better than others. And this is what I know I need to work on. So for me, that is going to be one of my focuses in 2020. Uh, obviously, also a huge, huge, huge thing I need to work on in 2020 is keeping my weight off and, and building a sustainable life in maintenance where I feel like I'm living but I'm also still thriving as a person, you know. For a lot of us, weight loss is about survival. You know, I was going to die if I didn't make changes, and I made changes, and I don't have to worry about surviving anymore. Now I can I can focus more on moving from just existing and living to thriving and tackling some some big, you know, hurdles that'll be out there for me. So I'm excited to see what the next year brings and I really hope that you're excited for your next year. You're getting that in line for yourself. So think about that question. You know, what is a success you had in 2019? What is, be real, what is a failure you had in 2019? And how will you let that teach you a lesson for 2020? And now that you're thinking about that for yourself, I'm going to turn you over to some of the great fact guys that have been on the show this year and let you hear from them. Hey everybody, just want to let you know that up first we have Joel Reed. Uh, He's Big J Reed on Instagram. You may remember Joel as a member of the Fat-Tastic Four, but also his solo episode. And then right after Joel, we have uh, Sean Harvey, start Persevere Hope on Instagram. Uh, They did not identify themselves, so I wanted to make sure you knew who they were.
1: So my biggest fitness win for 2019 was finally getting into competitive powerlifting and really growing in the sport and getting smarter, especially with all the injuries I had overcome and setbacks uh the biggest loss i would say i had for weight loss and fitness this year was letting my diet get out of control for as long as i did uh there was a point where i really didn't have a diet i was just kind of eating whatever was in sight and uh put on put on a good amount of weight after that but i finally got it back under control and dropped that weight that i'd gained and really taking that into 2020 just lets me know to not let any slip-ups become a long-term thing and like my girlfriend said, you never fall off, you just fall behind. So whenever you fall behind, just get right back on that horse and keep riding. Awesome. Have a great 2020, y'all.
2: Happy New Year, Gormie. Uh 2020 is going to be a great year. Um, the questions you asked, uh, 2019, biggest um, fitness or weight loss failure? Uh, I think for me on the scale, um, the biggest failures was that uh, 2019 ended up being sort of a zero-sum year. I didn't change on the scale at all. In fact, a couple times I went up uh, on scale, allowed some of the demons, some of the difficulties and, and poor coping mechanisms to rear their head when adversity struck. Um, that's That would probably be a big failure uh, for me. Um, but the win is also the reverse of that. I stayed in the fight. Uh, 2019, my biggest success was that I stayed in the fight and I finished the year um, on a high note. And uh, that's a massive victory for me. Um, as far as 2020, I think completing 75 hard the last um, the last uh, you know, two and a half months of the year um, has just taught me to uh, uh, what it really means and what it really looks like to stay in the fight even when motivation fails and when um, feeling good and, and feeling strong and all that kind of stuff fails that you can still do what you need to do on a day-to-day basis and uh, that's going to carry me through to an awesome 2020.
3: What's up, everybody? Uh, Alex here, aka Poro. Um, The one victory that I had throughout 2019 is I did a lot of things that I think my body would never be able to do. Um, Deadlifting 405 pounds, doing a Spartan race. uh, I learned how to ride a bicycle. At 500 pounds, that was never going to be possible to ride a bicycle. Uh, I think the one thing that I could take away is that now I have a better relationship with food, and now I understand that I can have some peanut butter Oreos. I could have a calzone every Sunday, and it's not going to set me back. I think once you unlock that mentality, then you could do anything, because I know for me, being obese, it is a trap. Guys, stay hungry. You got this.
4: Hello, fellow fat guy forearm mers that's a word right formers uh this is Andrew garan here from the fat guy forum you guys know me as cave dad on instagram and i've been best friends with mike for god well over 10 years and i've been with him on all his journeys uh forward and back forward and back forward and back and so what have i learned about this year about my goals um i did not reach my weight loss goals unfortunately but what i did realize is you can't cheat the system um you have to follow the protocols of the diet. So when a diet calls for no sugar, it's got to be no sugar. Can't be one sugar here, one sugar there. I've been trying to do that game for a while now, and it always ends up bad. So going into 2020, I will go back to my strict um, paleo diet. And I just want to tell you guys to never give up. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. The first time that I had my huge weight loss on the paleo diet, I had failed for well over 15 years. On hundreds of diets and then i finally found the one that worked so don't be discouraged by your failures um keep pushing forward have plenty of new year resolutions and i hope that all you guys will reach your goals going into 2020 um everyone take care and have a blessed year thanks
3: Hey, my name's Jonathan Shane, a.k.a. The Keto Road, and my biggest accomplishment in 2019 was a fantastic successful off-season for my 2020 competition prep, Um, being able to trust that process and grow. My biggest failure of 2019 would probably be not starting that sooner. I tried to do a cut at the beginning of the year, what shouldn't have, um, and I should have just started my bulk earlier. The lessons that I've learned from that taking into 2020 is that you don't have to be skinny to be successful and that everything has its own image. Everything takes time. And if you trust the process and do it diligently, you will reap the reward. Hey, guys, David Herrera here, Fat Guy Forum alum. Happy New Year to all of you answering Gourmet's three questions. Number one. What was a win for me as far as my health and fitness was concerned in 2019? I'd definitely say pushing my body to the limit and uh, being consistent like I've never been before in my life. Um, A failure was definitely not prioritizing my form as far as being in the gym and using equipment.
1: Um,
3: And my big takeaway from all this is uh, that not every process or journey is going to be simple and easy. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs, but all you can do is just learn from the process and be a student. Continue to be a student and continue to learn. So, Happy New Year to all of you, and get it in 2020.
5: Hello, this is Chase Green from Chasing My Change. Uh, one of my, I think, achievements from this year for fitness or weight loss would just be you know, that one, I was able to really just improve my flexibility through DDP yoga and actually get down on the mat and do some really tough moves, um, you know, that were more in the intermediate and advanced level. Uh, And also that I, you know, lost over 160 pounds and reversed my type 2 diabetes and uh, got rid of my high blood pressure. A failure, I would say, is that during the holidays, I took some time away from my food plan and from my workout regimen and basically gave some of that progress back, put a few extra pounds back on. And <laughs> I've had to spend some time here at the end of the year losing that again. So what I would say I've learned and I'll be taking with me to 2020 is consistency is key. I've got to be more consistent. Uh, I've got to learn not to take days off. I need to stick closer to my food plan and I will experience more sustained success in 2020 because 2020 is the year that I will close out my weight loss. And, uh, kind of keep going from there.
1: This is Miles, AKA Telecron on Instagram. I learned a lot and accomplished a lot about myself in 2019 and there were definitely successes and failures. Physically, I successfully attempted and completed my first bulk on a ketogenic diet and I had been focusing prior to that point on weight loss and maintenance. And so to me, trying to put on weight was definitely a scary task because I was concerned with not regaining weight and going back to being obese. So I was able to successfully bulk, add a good amount of muscle and strength, and then diet back down to 12% body fat. So to me, that was a big victory. I was also able to um, improve my cardiovascular fitness um, in the form of hiking, which is one of my main hobbies. And I was able to conquer some of the the steepest hikes in Washington state. Um, And one of them I did completely fasted. So to me, that was a big accomplishment. Um, But I did have some failures in 2019 as well. Um, one of the things I failed on physically was neglecting mobility work. I wanted to improve my squat form a lot in 2019, and I did, but I realized that my ankle mobility is quite limited, and I came up with a plan to try to improve that, but I just didn't stick to it consistently. And so I I failed to make a lot of progress that I I should have, and so that's one of my goals physically in 2020 is to improve my mobility. But also more importantly in 2019, I realized that even though I have a lot of skills um, when it comes to nutrition and tracking, macros and the ketogenic diet i still have kind of um, a disordered relationship with food sometimes and in 2020 i want to improve that relationship with food and find more balance um, less black and white and rigidity and more more balance and fluidity in my diet and that's something that i only realized late in 2019 um, and failed to put into practice sooner so those are my goals in 2020 improving my mobility and improving my relationship with food
3: Hey, Fat Guy Forum listeners, Gary Cantrell at Gary Cantrell here. 2019 was a year of ups and downs, and I'd have to say that my biggest fail of the year was putting entirely too much on my plate and not having enough time for me. My mental health failed as a result, and I shut down completely, which is not ideal, as you could probably imagine. My biggest win, however, was rehauling my entire schedule, making that time for me, going back to the basics and keeping things simple in a world Where there's so much information and things appear complicated, especially on Instagram, just remember to remain true to yourself and keep things simple, especially if you're about to start your journey. And of course, I can't forget to mention to practice the four pillars, patience, consistency, hard work, and self-love. It's a new year with new opportunities, a clean slate, if you will. So what are you going to do about that?
0: So thank you to everyone that shared their experiences. Guys, I really appreciate you. Um, if I could have had everyone back to do it, I would have done that. And don't worry, if you're a past guest and you didn't get invited to be a part of this one, there's more more opportunities coming for you. Don't worry. Um, this has been your host, Gourmet. Just a quick visit to start the year. A, a little bit of a bonus episode. I appreciate y'all listening. Don't forget, you can find me on Instagram at gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. On Twitter, at gourmet goes keto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And as always, my friends, just remember, you are truly amazing people. You made it through another year, and you've got an amazing year ahead of you. So set some goals in place. Work on those habits you want to build. And, and let me know how it's going. I would love to hear from you. We'll see you all real soon on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.